0: y'all thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the nougat bell podcast all about stories of the south straight from the sources i'm your host kate robertson and i'm based in the scenic city of chattanooga tennessee i have a passion for stories and this is where some of the best ones get told so join me and my guests as we talk about all things chattanooga life in the south and beyond now pour yourself a cup of coffee a glass of sweet tea or a nice old-fashioned and join us we're so glad you're here on the Nougat Bell Podcast for a super fun bonus episode. Yay. Um, you probably just listened to our episode with Amanda Angel talk about all of her adventures in China. Here in Chattanooga, uh, Amanda is the lady behind Fit Food Chat, which is in um, food Instagram slash InstaBlog, all about healthy eating, healthy lifestyles. And we are going to chat a little bit about meal prepping. Um It's back to school season. People are probably starting new jobs or just want to mix up their work lunch situation like I usually do. And I thought Amanda would be the perfect person to talk to about this.
1: I would love to talk about meal prepping.
0: So tell us about Fit Food Chat and how
1: that got started. So it actually got started just because um, a couple of years ago, I decided that I wanted to try a vegan diet. Okay. Just for lots and lots of reasons, Um, environmental, health, all of it. And I thought, let's just give it a go. And I wanted to start an Instagram page to follow the food that I would make really just to keep myself interested. Okay. And to just prove that I could make vegan food beautiful Mm -hmm. and delicious. And so I did that for about a year. And didn't really expect the page to get legs. Like I said, it was for me. Mm -hmm. And somehow it just really started to take off. And it started to take off so much that when I had to go off of a vegan diet Mm -hmm. and start incorporating more um, iron-rich foods like beef and especially beef liver, um, I kind of just expressed that and used um, Fit Food chat page as a vehicle to say, listen, um, I tried this vegan diet and, and it's great. And it might work for you. Works for a lot of people, but you also need to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out right now to, um, Chattanooga medicine, mm-hmm. um, Blake and Carl and Connor, um, all my buddies over there just through conversations that I had with them and getting acupuncture. Blake told me one day, I know you don't want to hear this, but you need to go home and eat a steak, and this was after, <laughs> after you know, eating a vegan diet for a year. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know you're right, and so I just started kind of reincorporating mm-hmm. red meat into my vegan diet, and um, slowly but surely, I have landed back at what most people would consider just a normal, mm-hmm. healthy diet. I don't do um, a lot of dairy. Or a whole lot of wheat. I'm not completely against it. Just not a ton. So through that and just the fact that I love making food, I love taking pictures of it. Mm -hmm. um, Apparently people like to follow that. And also just putting some of my fitness um, hobbies on there. And Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Things that I like to do and eat and drink around Chattanooga. And um, it's just really taken off, and it's opened up a lot of new opportunities um, for me. That's how I met you yep. at a at a tasting um, at a coffee
0: pairing, a with coffee pairing with Jeremiah, Jeremiah.
1: who's awesome. Hi, and, Jeremiah. Yeah. Hey. Um. Hope that we do another one sometime. <laughs> we we talk about it all the time and say when are we going to do another one? You um, made was that when you made those lemon bars? Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! I still dream about those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought you some. Oh man, those should've were brought so you good. Some today. But yeah, um, it's allowed me to to do some things like that. And I'm now also doing um, in-home cooking experiences for people where you can do it like a date night. You can do it where I cook in your kitchen so that you can ask me questions while I cook. And for someone who doesn't really feel comfortable in the kitchen, I can kind of show you some basic things. And the thing about cooking is everything is really just... Kind of a a procedure mm-hmm. um, that you can learn and then apply that procedure to just about anything. Yep, and flavor flavor it up um, mm-hmm. however you want from there. So um, I do get that question a lot. What is food <laughs> chat? People ask me, "Are you a business?" I'm like, "Well, not exactly, but um, maybe maybe you know it can become something one mm-hmm.
0: day." Um, so where did you gain all of your culinary knowledge?
1: Well, I've loved to cook since I was really little. Um, My mom had a hard time getting me to not want to play in the kitchen. (laughs) And um, also, my parents thought it was very strange. When I was little, this was when the Food Network was pretty new Mm -hmm. and not nearly as popular with the super cool shows that it has now. I mean, there was literally a show on there called How to Boil Water. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I watched that show. I watched that. I watched Martha Stewart. Um, Emeril Lagasse. Emeril Lagasse. And like Rachel Ray, when she was in her early years, I was obsessed with.
0: 30-minute meals.
1: That's right. Um, I have one of
0: her cookbooks.
1: I do, too. <laughs> and so, yeah, just, just have always loved cooking, have loved food. And I've always also been convinced of the fact that in traditional America, we have these set ideas on, you know, what a meal is consist is going to consist of and what tastes good. And I've just always believed that there are going to be little tricks and tips that you can use to, to get that same effect, but to actually be eating a super healthy meal and something mm-hmm. that's really nourishing to your body. So just doing a lot of experimentation and then you know, as an adult, I've just kind of always been that person that everybody knows. <laughs> well, Amanda wants to cook or Amanda wants to bring something. So it's just been a hobby and a passion of mine forever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you recently started working in the kitchen at St. John's.
1: That's right. Yes. Um, and I know that you had Chef Rebecca mm-hmm. Barron on.
0: Back in March, I believe.
1: Yeah, who I love. So I've been a fan of Rebecca's for a very long time. And followed her on social media and eaten in her restaurants. And recently, or a few months ago, I, I decided, you know, I really want to just spread my wings a little bit more and learn um, some new skills that I can put with the skills that I've already built over time on my own. And I've never worked um, in, a, in a kitchen, in a, in a professional kitchen before, especially not a fine dining mm-hmm. kitchen, so I just knew that the opportunity to learn from Rebecca would be priceless. Oh yeah, and um, I'm loving it. Just just being in there and building a salad and making it beautiful mm-hmm. when it comes Salads out. Salads
0: can be absolute works of art. Yes, and I wish I could make mine look that pretty. And that's
1: <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm trying to do um, at the restaurant, and that's what I try to do. In my regular life also but if it's something that i've made for myself at home sometimes i am so hungry that i'm not taking the time to make it as beautiful as it, <laughs> as it could i'm just like okay this looks fine i'm going to snap a picture and if it looks okay i might post it later um but at the restaurant i'm able to really put that care mm-hmm. into it
0: all right so meal prepping Um, This is a thing that has been super trendy for the last few years and something I have incorporated into my life and routine in the last, like, year-ish, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So why is meal prepping so important?
1: You're not going to waste anything if you go ahead and think a little bit about the fact that everything that you're going to make is going to be eaten at one point or another. And then it just helps you to make better decisions during your work week. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I know that if I don't bring my lunch with me, I'm likely to get on my phone and do Uber Eats and Lord only knows what I'm (laughs) going to go for (laughs) once I've opened that door. Um, So just making sure that you have something that you've planned ahead of time that um, is going to give your body nourishment is a good thing. But I will say this, Kate, I am not a fan of the methodology where you take five containers and you lay them out on your counter and you put three carrots and two stalks of celery and a chicken breast in each one. Like that is so boring (laughs) and that's not going to get you excited to eat what you've Mm -hmm. brought if, if that's what you're doing. So my meal prep is a little bit more, um, fly by the seat of my pants I guess um, <laughs> then what that is what I like to do is early in the week Sunday Monday or Tuesday if I cook a meal just know that I'm cooking a little bit extra mm-hmm. especially if it includes a grain like quinoa or rice you know you can always make extra rice and it's mm-hmm. no no extra trouble at all and Then once I'm cleaning up from that meal, I'll see what leftovers I have. And I also don't, I'm not a big fan of Monday through Friday. All five days are going to be the same thing. No. Maybe like make my my lunches ahead for the next two or three days Mm -hmm. instead of all five. And just whatever you have. Sometimes I'll make it into a salad bowl. Um, and do just a bed of spinach and then if I've made shrimp or um, steak or something like that just putting that with it Um, for me I could just do a big bowl of vegetables (laughs) yeah it it doesn't um, it doesn't bother me to have all the different foods just all in one when it gets cold out I have a thermos oh nice that I do so my meal prep from the night before might be some rice and some vegetables and a little meat and so in the morning while i'm getting ready i will pop that in the oven and let it get warm Mm -hmm. and before i leave for work i just scrape it all into my thermos Mm -hmm. and it's a contigo um stainless steel thermos and it works almost too well i mean there are times when i'll get to lunch five hours later Mm -hmm. and my food is still so hot but I can't eat it right away. Oh wow. So those things work really well. And I'm also a big believer when the weather changes. listen to your body. Yes, you do not have to eat a cold salad because you think you you know need to eat something healthy, um, something warm and nourishing like um, a soup or you know a casserole or something like that is going to be just as good for you, if not better, Mm -hmm. because it's going to warm you and nourish you.
0: Mm -hmm. I have such a hard time eating salads from like October through March. Me too. It's just, it's just not salad season.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: It's not, not my thing. But my problem is when it gets like November, December, January, I want to make chili and mac and cheese every weekend. Right,
1: (laughs) right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with chili.
0: I've gotten to a point with chili that I, I can do it with turkey and mm-hmm. it's not as heavy mm-hmm. and I'm starting to like incorporate more vegetables into it. Yeah. So I don't feel super guilty about it. Yeah. But chili in like January is perfect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, turkey chili is great. Um, if you're getting a, a good quality grass-fed beef, there's nothing wrong with beef at all. And if you know a hunter. Some venison, some ground venison. Ooh, I bet that would. In there, good. some venison chili, and then to to just kind of boost the health benefits, um, go with black beans mm-hmm. or a mixture of beans to make it even more visually interesting. You don't like tomatoes very much. I, I don't, don't
0: think. but I do put them in chili. You do because you. It's hard to have chili without. That body.
1: I agree. You need need the tomatoes. Well, I'm a huge tomato fan, so those. And then other vegetables that just kind of lend themselves to that flavor profile that pack in a lot of vitamins. Just, you know, like the three colors of peppers, the tricolor peppers. Mm -hmm. You know, saute some red, green, and yellow peppers and add those to your chili.
0: Oh, okay. So saute them first?
1: I would. Okay. Yeah, to... To bring out the flavor um, and then add them, not right at the very end, but maybe towards the end. Okay. And let everything get happy in there.
0: Good to know. Yeah. I was just throwing them in raw. <laughs> well,
1: well, diced you, up. Yeah. Like, eh. Well, what I would do is I would start, I would start my, ch- anything that I start, especially if it's a soup or something, I'll get my heavy stock pot and olive oil, onion. Mm -hmm. goes in there right away that starts to saute and then garlic Mm -hmm. and that starts to get happy add in some salt and pepper so that's your flavor base and then you can do anything else with that you can then start to add other vegetables um celery carrots something like that that's going to need to cook for a little while um or if you're doing a chili i would then do the peppers and get some color on those and From there, add in your meat, cook it, start to add in your tomatoes. And, you know, you're just at that point going to have a slurry Mm -hmm. that just needs to kind of be thinned out. And some broth. Um, I like to make um, homemade bone broth, Mm -hmm. too. It's really easy and really cheap. You can get, um, again, if you know Hunter, um, you can get venison bones in the winter. Um, And at Whole Foods, you can get... They're grass fed beef bones, a bag of them to make your own bone broth. I mean, a big bag of these bones for like five bucks. That's it. That is it. And oh, wow. you can make probably two to three gallons of broth off of that. Can you
0: freeze broth?
1: Yes. You can also can it.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah. I've never made my own broth.
1: Yeah good to know it's easy i mean it's time consuming you need a crock pot mm-hmm. um but it is it is actually easy mm-hmm. and then you know that you've got something a broth a boxed store-bought broth is super expensive and salty and super salty and so yeah when you've made it yourself i mean it's so gloriously cheap and you know what's in it
0: mm-hmm. that's-
1: so yeah that that's how i would finish out my chili and back up before you add the tomatoes and everything, do some chili powder and cumin, some some red pepper, um some cayenne red pepper flakes. Yes, chili is super easy mm-hmm. and I would consider that a really good idea for winter meal prep. Yes. I mean, who doesn't who would not be excited to know that you've got a thermos full of hot chili in the middle of your work day? Oh, I make for you.
0: I make chili in the winter, about every other week. Yeah. And it—that that is one thing that if I have chili for five days, I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. Um, Get some good, really good hot sauce Oh, yeah. to Hoffs.
0: Yes, always. <laughs> always supporting that local yes, hot sauce. Um, me too. Um, one of the things that you taught me how to make was spaghetti squash. Mm-hmm. I struggled with spaghetti squash for like three years. I was either overcooking it and making it mushy or undercooking it and it just wasn't
1: Then it doesn't spaghetti.
0: Right. And then you taught me how to make spaghetti squash. And now that is the thing I make pretty much once a month. Yeah. And I'll do the, and spaghetti squash makes a lot.
1: Yes, it does.
0: But that's a thing that like, I can do it with meatballs and Mm -hmm. marinara, or Mm -hmm. I can do it with chicken or pretty much anything. Yeah. So I've started doing that.
1: So that's another really great idea for make it for dinner, get, get one big spaghetti squash. If it's just you or you have a small family, everybody can probably eat out of half, you know, of a, of a large mm-hmm. uh, spaghetti squash. And then you've got a ton to make your meals for lunch and your, mm-hmm. and your meal prep with. Yep. Um, my favorite way to eat spaghetti squash, especially in the summer like this, is um, just take some cherry tomatoes and blister them just a little bit mm-hmm. in a pan or in the oven um, with salt and pepper and olive oil. And then goat cheese.
0: Ooh, yum.
1: So pile of spaghetti squash, um, salt, pepper, olive oil it, some dollops of goat cheese, and then put those blistered tomatoes over it. So simple. What is that? Three basic ingredients Mm -hmm. and just a delicious summer meal.
0: Good to know. That might actually get me to try tomatoes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you like cooked tomatoes more than... um, Raw Raw tomatoes.
0: There's a good chance. Someone was telling me that locally grown
1: makes Mm -hmm. a difference.
0: I think, actually, I think it was my boyfriend who was telling me that he never really liked tomatoes until he started eating ones from, like, Signal Mountain Farms or ones that, like, people he knew grew them. Right. So I'm like, maybe I just need to,
1: like... Well, they're still good right now for Mm -hmm. this year, probably for the rest of August, so...
0: All right, let's you're go to gonna, the market on Sunday. Gonna, yeah,
1: yeah. If you're going to do for it, go for it now.
0: Yep. So when you go grocery shopping mm-hmm. and thinking about, like, cooking for leftovers and meal prepping, what are some of your, like, go-to items
1: that you always buy? So if I'm going to the grocery store and I don't have much time and I just need to be able to get through the week, I'm going to buy avocados, apples, bananas, and I'm going to make sure that I have some kind of nut butter, and and probably the uh, the big thing of spinach. Usually, with whatever else random is in my refrigerator, I know with those four or five items I can get through the week. Yeah. Um, but I'm always going to make sure that I have rice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love brown rice, but of course, um, being in China, I'm I'm okay with white rice yes. too. I think I think both are fine. Um also quinoa couscous um always some kind of healthy grain like that i love shrimp and shrimp are so easy to keep in the in the freezer and so easy to thaw like mm-hmm. if you if it's one of those nights that um i forgot to lay anything out i know that i can come home and run some cold water over um some frozen shrimp and they're mm-hmm. they're thawed in no time yeah and they they make really Great leftovers for mm-hmm. for the next day also. Yeah. And you can um, do a lot with shrimp too. You can do so much with shrimp. Oh my gosh. You can do any cuisine you can think of mm-hmm. um, with shrimp. I also really love to get mushrooms. Mushrooms add a lot of sat- satisfaction, I guess, to a meal without adding a lot of calories. Not that I care about calories, but they have a lot of vitamins in them. And they're so good for you. Um, they're usually pretty cheap, too. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get, I'm just going to get a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm doing my full out grocery shopping, it's going to include a lot of other vegetables also. Um, cabbage. I love to make stuffed cabbage. Okay. I've never done that. Um, yeah. So, beef or some kind of red meat, um, a little bit of rice, onion, um, oregano or Italian seasoning, um, you make little kind of raw meatballs with that and you steam or kind of just boil some cabbage leaves just enough to get them to where you can kind of fold them, make Mm -hmm. them malleable. And you fold the cabbage leaves around that little meatball Mm -hmm. and you line them all up in a pan and bake it. Okay. And so it's like little meatballs inside of, of the cabbage and so you're getting... You know, the benefit of, of having that extra vegetable, mm-hmm. the cabbage, um, that also packs really well for the next day.
0: Okay. I only, in the last year and a half or so, trained myself to eat Brussels sprouts. Mm, and you had now, to train yourself. <laughs> I did. Well, I had always had them, like, boiled or yeah. steamed, and that's just like... Boo. Yeah. Once I figured out how to roast them in a way that I liked them, yeah, i yeah. do that. I do like a sheet pan dinner with turkey, kielbasa, sweet potatoes, and Brussels sprouts. Oh,
1: that sounds perfect.
0: And roast it. And sometimes I'll eat just that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Or sometimes I put it over rice or quinoa or something, and yeah. that's a really good like last for a few days. Yes. Is there anything that you just like really dislike that you just never use?
1: There's nothing that I dislike. There are things that I don't buy and I don't eat because they don't work for my body, or I think that there's not a great benefit. Okay. To to having them dairy dairy is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Lots of people love it and it works great for them. Um, I have learned that dairy just doesn't work well yeah. for for my goals. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love cheese <laughs> and I and I do eat it. Like if I'm if I'm going out with girlfriends and somebody orders an amazing cheese board yeah you better bet I'm I'm going in that oh yeah but um just day to day I I try not to do dairy
0: Mm -hmm. I think I don't need a ton of dairy but like a majority of the dairy that I eat is cheese Mm -hmm. cheese and yogurt
1: yeah those are the best
0: yeah I do cheese and yogurt I recently discovered Icelandic style yogurt Yes. Which that I like a lot. Good.
1: That's really good. It's mm-hmm. like Greek yogurt, but taken to the next level. Mm-hmm.
0: And it has more protein in it. Yeah. So I I do that with some nooks granola as my yes. like mid morning snack at work. Yes.
1: So that sounds delicious. awesome.
0: All right. Uh, to round us out, just to kind of give everyone a solid takeaway for this little bonus episode. Uh, what would you say are your top tips for successful meal prepping?
1: Okay, so successful meal prepping would be don't let yourself get boring with it. Don't think that you have to have your entire week prepped out. I know that a lot of people think that I just need to do the whole thing on Sunday night so that I'm... uh, But by the time you get to Thursday and Friday, you're not going to want to eat it. Right. And you're going to be more likely... To not eat it. Yep. <laughs> um, so I would recommend going just two or three days at a time. Utilize your leftovers. Remake your leftovers. Mm-hmm. Remake your leftovers into a salad or into something like what you were saying, over rice or quinoa or um, into a soup. That way, you know, you're doing the responsible thing and nothing is going to waste and you're getting all of the of the nutrition that mm-hmm. you intended for yourself. Um, and I would just say, you know, be balanced about it. I would recommend not trying to go too meat heavy. That's just my personal preference. Yeah. Um, you know, in the middle of my day, um, I mean, I, I I definitely eat meat now, but um, in the middle of my day, I just feel like a huge serving of um, steak or chicken or something like that. A little bit of meat goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot
0: of meat sits heavy on you. Yeah. And if you have a desk job, that's not comfortable to have on your stomach for the rest of the day. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, I'll tell you something else that I do that's probably not popular with my coworkers, but um, sardines. Okay. Do you Have you ever eaten sardines in the can?
0: Not out of the can.
1: So it's a, it's a really, um, just a really cheap, um, form of, of protein. And they've got so many great omega threes and they come packed in some really good olive oil usually. And so if I feel like I'm going to want a little something more than my salad or my bowl of sauteed veggies or whatever else I have, I will just grab a can of sardines and bring that along with me Mm -hmm. and i tell all the other teachers at the table i'm like sorry guys it's sardines day (laughs) i (laughs) do that when i take brussels
0: sprouts to work i'm like sorry guys i have brussels sprouts again (laughs) yeah yeah
1: they're like it's no problem but yeah just finding finding little things like that that you love that get you excited about your meal that you know that you're really looking forward to Mm -hmm. um and that's going to be nourishing to your body. And I, I said a little something about calories. I really just don't believe in in counting your calories at all. I know you're getting into macros a little bit lately, yeah. which I think that's okay to kind of have a a guideline mm-hmm. um, for your you know your different food categories that you want to include in your day. But if you are choosing foods because of their nutritional content. You've mentioned Brussels sprouts, nutritional powerhouse Mm -hmm. right there. Especially, you know, you, you put some olive oil on it and that, I mean, the oil and the vitamins, they just work together in your body. And you're not thinking about, I'm going to deprive myself and I'm not going to get to eat, you know, a cheeseburger. I'm just going to have to eat this boring salad or something like that. You're picking foods that, taste great to you and that have a high nutritional value your goal is to nourish your body and not you and get out of a deprivation mm-hmm. state of mind and into a no I can eat however much of this amazing superfood mm-hmm. um, I know that term is thrown around a lot I think that there are a lot of foods that are super yeah <laughs> super for our bodies um but you know experiment experiment with with vegetables experiment with foods that get you excited and just you know start throwing them throwing mm-hmm. them together in your lunchbox yep
0: that's what i've started doing yeah and the best the best things happen is experiments
1: definitely definitely
0: well, awesome. This has been another super fun conversation. Um, Thank you for sticking around and doing a bonus episode with me.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I've yeah. loved it.
0: Um, Can you shout out your Instagram handle one more time?
1: Yes. Please follow me on Instagram at fit.food.chat. So fitness, food, and Chattanooga. Awesome.
0: I will throw that in the show notes when the episode goes live. Thanks, Kate. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll catch y'all on the next episode.